Hello, this is Emily from Level, and I'm going to talk to you today about Level Bit number three, which is a track uh, just from any video game, really, that I find intriguing in some way, shape, or form. The reason I found this track was through our Discord chat, because our friend Claire in the Discord chat said that she really liked this soundtrack, and so I decided I'd just buy the game uh, without knowing anything about the game at all, and... Uh, it ended up being a pretty fun surprise for a lot of reasons. And and yes, the soundtrack is cool and fun uh, and beautiful, actually. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But the game is called Heaven's Vault. And the composer is named Lawrence Chapman. And the game itself is like a puzzle, point and click, not even point, I mean, sort of, very text-based, but... Anytime you say the word puzzle or text-based or you, you know, it's not an open world and there's no weaponry of any kind, I tend to just let other people play those games and enjoy them uh, from a genuine place. And so when I started playing the game, I was like, wow, I'm going to hate this so much. But I really, I think about this game quite a bit and uh, wish I could be playing it right now. I, I, It's really a fun experience to try and untangle this symbolic language that you stumble across throughout the game. And by stumble across, I mean you encounter it constantly and have to try and figure out what the symbols mean. So that's a little background about the game. It's a lot of kind of uh, wandering around and talking to your companion uh, and a lot of reading uh, but even then, that's not even accurate, because you could say there's a lot of reading in something like Red Dead Redemption, too, right? Because there is, uh, should you choose to, to read all, all the things you encounter. Um, but about the music, uh, to the point of the music, uh, Lawrence Chapman, again, is the composer. He's done games before. Um, what I really enjoy about this soundtrack is the texture, which is uh, just a handful of string instruments. And by handful, I mean three or four. Sometimes it's just solo piano or solo cello, rather. Uh, and then there is piano as well, uh, slash keyboard um, that kind of uh, comes in and out. And then there are other atmospheric elements as well. Um, but, but, but it's largely strings and piano. And... It's just really pretty, and I thought we should listen to some of it. Um, the other thing that we'll talk about is something called Dorian Mode. I don't want to get too over-the-top music theory, but I'm gonna, a little, uh, because Dorian Mode is really fun, and it kind of it, it evokes kind of a folky, um, almost old-timey, like, uh, street musician sound and there are a lot of famous songs that use Dorian mode like Scarborough Fair or Eleanor Rigby if you know either of those songs by uh, Simon and Garfunkel or the Beatles respectively but um uh he that's a lot in this score as well it's in a lot of scores period it's it's a really fun mode to use or scale it's technically it's called a mode um and basically for uh if you are uh, familiar with um, how music works, uh, the Dorian mode is a just straight up minor scale. So a flat third, a flat sixth, and a flat seventh is a straight up minor scale, right? 
but we're going to natural the six. So instead of a flat six, it's a natural six. So minor three, natural six, flat seven, or minor seven. I should be consistent. Let me say that again. Flat three, natural six, flat seven. Um, so what happens when uh, Dorian mode happens, <laughs> when you're using Dorian mode, one of the things you can do that sounds really pleasing to a lot of ears uh, for good reason, it's just a fun, fun little harmonic progression you can do is go from the minor one. So let's say we're in D minor. So that'd be D, F, A for your basic triad D minor. Uh, and then you go to the four chord, and that would be G, B natural, D, which is a major chord in Dorian mode. Now, if we were in natural minor or any other kind of minor, uh, harmonic minor as well, that would be a minor four. It would be a G B flat D instead of G B natural D. And so it gives this very um, peaceful quality to Dorian mode that is different from the other minor modes. And uh, in any event, you hear that kind of back and forth between minor and major here. Um, and if you recall... Uh, us talking about fallout and the major minor play in that. That's a very different type. Uh, so don't I don't want you to think I'm talking about the same compositional technique as when we were in level bit number two talking about the fallout themes. I don't want to be too confusing and I've already talked too much. Let's go ahead and get to the music and I'll point out a couple of those uh, spots where it goes from the minor one to the major four, which again is a very peaceful sound and a lot of... Um, uh, music lovers who are familiar with what the Western uh, tonality uh, really find quite pleasing. So in any event, here is, I believe it's the third track. Let me check on that quick. Yes. And this is called Under the Eye of Kibenia. Pardon me if I'm uh, massacring the pronunciation, but again, uh, track three from the soundtrack to Heaven's Vault, and it's Under the Eye of Kibenia. See, and what's fun about that right off the bat is that he has yet to establish a third, so we don't know if this opening, uh, you know, 10 seconds or so is major or minor until right now. There you hear the minor third, and he immediately goes to the major four with that natural six. I'm sorry, it's just really cool. Yeah, that's good. In fact, since I talked over all of that, I'll start it again so you can listen for how at the very beginning, there's no uh, major or minor tonality set up. We hear an open fifth, then we hear a major sixth and a minor seventh kind of uh, established. No third, so we don't know for a major or minor. Then finally, he unleashes that minor third. And since we already had the five, six, and seven, we know we're in Dorian mode. How cool is that? That's awesome. Yeah.
cool things that are happening right now in uh, the music are uh, the use of kind of pentatonic type scales. And a pentatonic scale is uh, often evocative of folk music because it's a universal scale. It's found all around the world in Eastern cultures and Western cultures. And so it's a, a very uh, natural thing to show up in folk music of other countries. So uh, you hear some of that, um, and a pentatonic scale is like a five note scale. Uh, and you hear him do a ba-da-da-da to kind of start these phrases off. And it's, it's you know, reminds one of that type of scale and that folk element. soundtrack, as I said, by Lawrence Chapman, and I also wanted to uh, say that I am enjoying the game despite it uh, not shocking that I would play a game like that. I'm such a shooter-oriented person, whether I'm shooting magic at someone or other things, and uh, in video games, obviously, Uh, so uh, it's just funny to me that I'm, but I'm having a a really good time with it, and um, Anyway, a couple more things here before I go. Uh, That texture, if you're really fond of that texture of uh, piano with strings, there are lots and lots and lots of examples of that in uh, the classical world. Um, If you're looking for something uh, more 20th century, you can look into someone like the Estonian composer Arvo Pärt. That's A-R-V-O-P-A-R-T. And the A has the two little dots over the top. So Arvo Pärt. Uh, has a lot of very lovely um, string and piano texture type music. Uh, we could even go back uh, to, well, we could go back to the Baroque era if you're not picky about which keyboard it is, but um, uh, there's also a lot of wonderful Beethoven piano trios, so that's piano with strings. Uh, Schubert wrote some very lovely music, piano with strings, so did Brahms. Um, in any event, you could always uh, let us know on Twitter or Facebook or Discord, um, you know, if you want more suggestions for music along those lines. In any event, this was level bit number three. Be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com level. And thanks. Have a good one.